Welcome to Vineyard 61's weekly podcast. We hope you'll be inspired, challenged, and encouraged by this week's speaker. For previous messages, go to our website, vineyard61.org, or subscribe via iTunes or SoundCloud. Evening. Just going to get set up. And so we are continuing the series of Come Holy Spirit. And I get the fun one um, of the gifts of the Spirit. And so last week we, we quickly we went through and we, we heard about how like Holy Spirit comes to live and to dwell and to be with us. Um, and now this week we get to talk a bit more about what does that mean in terms of the gifts that he comes to give us. And I'm very aware, uh, I've been a Christian for a very long time. Um, surprisingly, it's about 33 years. I'm 36, became a Christian when I was three. So a long time. So I often hear when people talk about the gifts of the Spirit, it's like, yes, I've got that, done that, next. Because we often hear it, it's like, okay, praying in tongues, yes, check, got, next. Um, but I want to propose that there's so much more to learn daily about the gifts of the Spirit. Um, as we'll read in, in 1 Corinthians 12, it talks about how Holy Spirit comes to continuously teach us and to continuously reveal Jesus and to continuously give us more of the gifts of his, of his Spirit. So we're going to quickly read uh, from chapter 12 and verse 1. I'm probably reading in a different translation, so that up there may help. It may not. Um, you'll find out. So it says, My fellow believers, I don't want you to be confused about spiritual realities. For you, know, for you know full well that when you were unbelievers, you were often led astray in one way or another by your worship of idols, which are incapable of talking with you. Therefore, I want to impart to you an understanding of the following. No one speaking by the Spirit of God would ever say, Jesus is the accursed one. No one can say Jesus is the Lord unless the Holy Spirit is speaking through him. So the first point here, which I, want to, which I was reading and I, it struck me, was the fact that Holy Spirit has already spoken to, if you're a Christian, he's spoken to all of you and he's imparted to you already the knowledge that Jesus is Lord. The gift of the Spirit, the first thing he comes to do is to say, hey, Jesus is Lord. It is not some manifestation of praying in tongues or, or healing of the sick. The first gift that he comes to give to you is the knowledge of who Jesus is. Because without him, we won't know. No one can say Jesus is the Lord unless the Holy Spirit is speaking through him. So if you, if you here sit and say, Jesus is Lord... You have the Holy Spirit. Check one. Done. <laughs> so that was quite easy. That was, that was seamless. It was quite harmless. No one got hurt. No pain. Done. <laughs> so you have the Holy Spirit. Next. It is the same Holy Spirit who continues to distribute many different varieties of gifts. The Lord is one, and he is the one who apportions to the believers different varieties of ministries. The same God distributes different kinds of miracles that accomplish different results through each believer's gifts 
and ministry as he energizes and activates them. Each believer is given continuous revelation by the Holy Spirit, not just to benefit himself, but all. So the gift of the Spirit isn't just for you. The gift of the Spirit is for everybody around you as well. If you think I'm going to receive the gift of tongues and it benefits me alone and I'm going to use it in my bedroom, then you've not understood the gift of tongues, to put it bluntly. Because the Bible clearly says here that they are for everyone. Each believer is given continuous revelation by the Holy Spirit to benefit not just himself but all. The revelation that you get is not for you to keep. You get to give it away. If you just keep it for yourself, you're being very selfish and you're not helping me. (laughs) You need to give it away. And what I've learned, I'm sure other people say, the more you give, the more you will get back. Because it's kind of like it's staying in you and it's going to get stagnant unless you get rid of it. And then you can get more. And so there's revelations that you have, encounters that you've had with him that you get to pass on to other people. Because it's not about you. And what I said this morning was, marriage has taught me that. (laughs) As much as I hope and still think it is, it's not. Uh, We wake up at different times in the morning. I work at home, and so I get up at like 8.45, which is great. Um, Alice gets up at like 6.30, and there goes the lights are on, uh, the the curtains are drawn. It's like daytime for both of us, and... (laughs) It doesn't really help me. (laughs) But apparently, Alice needs to see. (laughs) Just like the other night when I was in in bed, and I thought everything was going great. Um, And then Alice um, decides at 2 in the morning to see if I was there, and reaches over and smacks me in the face. Um, Apparently, if you want to find out if someone's in your bed, you just hit the pillow hard enough, and something will make a noise. I didn't sleep very well. <laughs> I was very scared. <laughs> and it's not even the first time. Um, so, going on. so the Holy Spirit comes to give us gifts, and they're not just for you, and they're not just about you. They're for all of us. And we're going to go through these, and here's what we're going to do today. Uh, we're going to go through these. We're going to hear what they are. And hopefully you'll learn a little bit more about some of them. Some of them you might have heard of. Yeah, I've heard that one. But I really hope that I'm able to give you something that's new and different as well to encourage you that there's more. And what we're going to do at the end of this, when we've gone through this list, is we're going to have a time of receiving from Holy Spirit. We're just going to stand or sit and wait and see what Holy Spirit does. Asking him about each gift to come and pour it on the one that he wants to give it to. Now, you might get one, two, six, seven, nine, whatever. That's okay. Because Holy Spirit, who's going to come and live inside, who is living inside of you, has all the gifts. So, therefore, if Holy Spirit has all the gifts and is inside of you, where are all the gifts? Yeah. It's kind of like simple maths. <laughs> and so, we're going to pray and spend a little bit of time waiting on Holy Spirit to see what he wants to give to us. And then, after that, we're going to practice giving it to other people. We're going to practice responding and saying, okay, I've got the gift of tongues. This person over here does not. I'm going to go and pray for them and see what happens. So we're going to have some fun. And you might be a little scared, but that's all good. (laughs) 
Okay, so the first one is, the Spirit, the Spirit gives to one the gift of the word of wisdom. Now, for a long time, I thought this was the boring gift. I thought, this is the one gift I don't want. I want the gift of miracles. I want the gift of healing. I want the gift of prophecy. Uh, and the gift of wisdom is like that boring guy in the corner who knows everything, and no one wants to talk to him at the party. Um, I want to be going having fun with the, like, the gifts of miracles, walking through walls kind of stuff. That's what I want. And I was like, the gift of wisdom just sounds boring. But then I started praying about it and reading and, and learning more, and I realized that Paul, the apostle, was the one who exhibited what the gift of wisdom was. When he first met Jesus, the encounter that he had, his life was forever changed. And in that moment, we can often not understand that it wasn't a simple, hey, I've met Jesus, now I'm going to go preach. There's a 17-year gap that he went and spent time with the Holy Spirit and spent time sitting at the apostles' feet to learn and to understand. And then he went out to give uh, the gospel to so many people. Without him, we wouldn't have the book of Romans, 1st, 2nd Corinthians, Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians, Philemon, Titus, Timothy 1, Timothy 2, Thessalonians 1, Thessalonians 2. Like, we just wouldn't have most of the New Testament without him. And when I began to realize that, I began to honor the gift of wisdom, saying, I want that. And there's still stuff in this Bible that I don't understand. Like, we often get to the book of Romans and think, yep. I don't get it. Some of it I get quite easily, but then you get to the weird bit of like Romans 7 and 8. I'm like, I'm done. I don't know. But we need wisdom. And Paul was the one who had wisdom, and Holy Spirit was the one who gave it to him. And we get to have that. And looking around with our friends and our, and our nation, we need wisdom more than ever. I would love the fact that we have people in this room who God will pour out his spirit of wisdom upon and then they're able to write to the prime minister and the MPs and say, this is what we're going to do. Think about Joseph. What did he do? He helped lead a whole nation because God poured out wisdom on him. How about that for us today? How about we say, hey, God, pour out your wisdom on us again today like you did before. So that people in this room who are struggling, they can go get prayer from someone and God can speak to them and say, this is what you do. This is your strategy. Then the next one. So to another, the same spirit gives the gift of the word of revelation knowledge. So this one we speak quite often in this church. And we're, we're big fans of a guy called Sean Bowles who has basically released a whole generation in having words of knowledge and, and shown us how to do it really simply and really kindly. Uh, the simple understanding of a word of knowledge or the revelation knowledge is hearing something for God that otherwise you would not know for another person. Because you can't have a word of knowledge for yourself. That's just weird. Um, but the word of knowledge would be, so Sean Bowles does this quite often. He will be at the front, and he'll get a, a number, 7489, and someone will stand up and say, that's my PIN number. Or someone will say, that's the end of my bank card. And they will just reveal certain things, or he'll call out names, and someone will say, that's me, or that's my aunt. And then from that, it, it's, it's not the sense that Sean says, that's great, I got your number, then walks away, because that's not helpful but rather says, okay, but this is what God wants to say to you. Because God uses the words of, of revelation wisdom to reveal and say, I know who you are. 
and I know your bank number, and I know your aunt's name, and I know your dog's name, and I know everything there is to know about you, and I am calling you out to be my own. The words of revelation knowledge is a way of God just to demonstrate simply, I know you, and I want you, and I want your attention. Then the next one is, and to another, the same spirit gives the gift of faith. So the gift of faith is not the same kind of faith that you and I have in terms of faith in Jesus, in faith in knowing that God is real. The gift of faith is the one that stands in front of 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 uncertain uh, failure or of uncertainty and says, I will not move. I will not give up. I will not be shaken. I will not stop. I will stand because the Bible says it's true. And I'm going to stand and stand and stand. In the book of Hebrews, uh, we have the hall of faith of these men and women who stood their whole lives, even to death. And they didn't even see some of the things that God promised on them. But I believe they had the gift of faith because they just stood and they refused to budge. And we need that in our lives. Some of us would have family, friends, loved ones who don't know Jesus. And we might be at the point of giving up. Some of us might be facing and gone for like job interview after job interview and at the point of giving up. And we need those men and women of faith to stand up and say, no, God's promises are true and he is real. We all need a friend and we all need that kind of friend. And so we're going to pray for this to come on people to say, actually, we want these people in our church that when I feel like giving up, they're the ones that shout out and say, no, they're the defenders of our faith and the defenders of our spirituality. And then to another, the same spirit gives gifts of healing. Now, this is the only plural gift. So you can see the S on the end. Um, It's gifts of healing. So healing, we, we speak about often. We always pray for people here. We have healing on the streets. But gifts of healing isn't just about physical, but it's also about mental as well. It's also about your emotions. Where gifts of healing is like, I'm going to give it to you. And you might have a gift of healing for the physical, or you might have a gift of healing for the emotional. Or you might have both. Why not have it all? And because you can pray for people in that and just say, actually, this person is struggling with anorexia. I'm going to go pray for them and see God heal them and deliver them. Because that's what God does. Or this person over here has a broken leg. I'm going to go and pray for them and see them healed. When I was in Uganda, there was a, a man who were walking up towards, and I just had the sense he had something wrong with his back. We started speaking to him, and he revealed the fact that he had... He was in a motorbike accident, and he just had a, like a metal plate in the back of his spine. And we found that his leg was a few inches shorter than the other one. And so we started praying for him. And then we watched as his leg grew out to match the other side. Um, I don't know if the metal plate was gone, but I'm just going to believe and accept it that it was. And he was able to get up and start walking around and celebrating the fact that he was completely healed The next day, we went back to the village and saw him, and he was smiling from ear to ear because he was able to work again. Like God had just changed his life. Another story that I shared this morning, I was in India, um, and we were hanging out in this slum, and there's a lady that's crawled into the meeting room, 
And we're like, great. I just thought she was late, and so try not to make a, a scene. Um, at the end, we started to pray, and we, we found out that she can't walk. So we prayed for her. And during this time when we're praying for her, there's a very drunk man in the corner who was annoying me. He was just being really drunk and really disruptive. But we kept praying for this woman, and eventually she gets up and starts walking around. And now the drunk man starts crying his eyes out. And we're confused by what's going on, because we don't speak their language. They don't speak our language. It's a bit of a mess. But our translator starts talking to him and saying, here's what's going on. This lady hasn't walked for 15 years, and that's her husband. And the husband used to be a Christian and used to evangelize to his village, um, but lost his way and he lost his faith. But he's now seen that God is still real. And he turned his life back to Jesus. Then the next one is the gift of miracles. The gift of miracles is to do the unthinkable. Jesus did miracles. And miracles aren't gifts of healing. They're the unthinkable. They are the impossible. They are the calling Lazarus out of the pit, out of the grave and saying, come forth. They are when he walked uh, through a wall. They are when he walked on water. They are when he told his disciples to put the net on the other side of the boat because that's going to work. They are the ones where he said, go to the fish and get the money from the fish's mouth, which I said this morning makes me want to buy a fish tank, like a big fish tank with a massive fish. Um, get like notes rather than coins because <laughs> coins are useless. But the gifts of miracles, like we often live in a society that doesn't require miracles. Like life, if I'm really honest for me, uh, right now is quite easy. I don't really need a miracle, but I really want to get to the place where I do. I remember I was... This was years back. I was unemployed. Um, I was down to my last 10 pounds. This is not a call for your money. Keep your money. Um, I was down to my last 10 pounds at a conference. And I just prayed. I said, I, want, I'm gonna, I just want to give it away. And I want to see what you're going to do. Um, that evening, I found out that my friend was, uh, had the house robbed in Austria, and including her laptop where she was writing a dissertation. And so I was like, God, I've got nothing, but I want to buy her a laptop. The next day, my friend called me and said, Peter, I've been praying for you, and God just told me to empty out my bank account and give it to you. Here's $10,000. Um, and so then I had to buy her a laptop. <laughs> um, so I, I did. She chose a very expensive laptop. <laughs> um, but she was able to finish her dissertation and continue it. And I was able to move to Oxford and begin to work in a charity over there. And God just, be, just moved everything all in one night. Sometimes we just got to step out and see what God is going to do when we need those miracles that God can come and we can trust him. He can do it. Then the next one is the gift of prophecy. The gift of prophecy, it is not just praying for someone and saying, I see that God loves you. That's an obvious one. God is love. He loves everybody. The gift of prophecy is looking inside of them, seeing the gold that God has placed in them and calling it out. 
The gift of prophecy is calling in to things that, though that, calling things that are as though they're not. They're saying, hey, that doesn't exist, but it's going to. And the gift of prophecy is, is quite often like an easy way is using the scripture and saying, here's a scripture, declaring it over someone's life and saying, this is going to be true for you. I was working in a slum in Uganda and I was asked to speak to this group of mamas. I was there for about a year and a half, so I know them well. And I felt before going there, oh, we should go through Matthew chapter 5, which is like, do not worry about a thing because your father knows and, he always, and he's going to give it to you. You're going to be okay. So I was teaching it to these, these women, and at the end, one of the women turned to me and said, Pete, what do you do when your son is crying and you've got no money to buy him food? And I've just spoken on Matthew 5. I said, don't worry about it. Your God's got it. You're fine. And I didn't know what to say. Being there a year and a half, and it didn't dawn on me that this was the reality. And so I said, I don't know, but God knows. And I went home to my nice warm house and had dinner. The next day, we have a little school for our students who came and they tell the story of a woman who went to the store, the local store, to buy some food for whatever little she could gather together. And she saw a man there standing and said, what do you need? And bought her everything that she needed from the store. And that was the woman who said, what do you do when your son is crying? You've got nothing to give to him. So the next week when I went back to teach them, she said, it's true. God knows and he will provide The next one is discerning of spirits. And to another, the gift of discerning what the spirit is speaking. So often, I think a lot of people have received this one more than what we know. Have you ever walked into a room and for whatever reason you're feeling grumpy? That's discerning of the spirit because you're walking in, you're having a great day, you walk in and all of a sudden you feel down. You're picking up on what's going on around you. Very simple. I experienced this as a child. We were walking um, to, it was in East Town where I grew up, proper gangster. <laughs> and we're walking along the, to, a, to a shop with my mum. She's four foot ten, um, three quarters. The three quarters is important because without it, she's a midget. And we're walking along, and I got past to a house, and I started getting a headache. And... We just thought nothing of it. And this went on. Every time we walked past a certain house, I got a headache. To the point we found out that the lady that lived there was a witch. And I, as a child, was picking up on this. And so I don't know what happened to it, but I just remember knowing that as I walked past it, something triggered inside of me that didn't like it. And so with the discerning of spirits, it's to know what, between the good, uh, what is of God, and what is not. And it's not something to be fearful of, but it's when we pick up on something and say, oh, that's not right, then we get to reveal and release Holy Spirit into the room and say, well, here's what is right. If we're having picking up a thing and we're feeling negative, then that's okay. We're picking up on what other people are feeling, and we can just say, well, I'm just going to release joy and peace. And I'm going to release it amongst us. Then the next one. One to the last one um, and a half. 
The next one is a gift of speaking in tongues. Now, speaking in tongues is um, you, there's the heavenly language where we get to pray it and God will give it to you. And you might not understand what you're saying, and that's totally fine. But then the other type of the gift of tongues being plural is it might be an earthly language. I was in a prayer, prayer meeting and a lady started praying in tongues. Another lady looked over and said, that's my home language. And I started translating what was being said. And that's the gift of interpretation, which is a part of tongues. I have a friend in Austria. He's a monk, and his name is Jean-Paul. Uh, he used to be a millionaire because he created a chip for all GPS trackers and then gave it all away to become a monk because that's what you do when you get filthy rich. <laughs> and he, he became a monk, and he was telling me how one night he went to bed, and the next morning, Holy Spirit taught him five languages. It was a bit outrageous. <laughs> like, one is acceptable. <laughs> um, but he now travels to each of those nations of Austria, Germany, uh, Spain, and England, and Holland to, like, to deliver the message of the gospel. And at the time, I was studying theology, and I needed to learn Greek and Hebrew, and I was desperately praying that God would give me this gift. It didn't happen. <laughs> It would have made life a lot easier. Um, but the thing is, the Bible says he gives it to us as he sees fit. And he just didn't see it fit at that time. So I'm still hoping, still hoping that one day I'm going to wake up and speak fluent French. Um, or any language. <laughs> Even English. Um, and so the gift of tongues is not just heavenly, but it's also sometimes earthly. And it's for the building up of the saints. Now, what do we say about the gifts of the Spirit at the beginning? They're not for you alone. They're for all of us. So what good is praying in tongues in your bedroom alone? Praying in tongues in your bedroom alone is good for you, but it's not good for me. Because we're cutting out one half of that scripture which talks about the interpretation of tongues. If you and I who have gift of tongues do not use it in church and in small life groups and around other believers, we are cutting short the gift of the Spirit for him to say, I have an interpretation for that because I want you to know what is going on. And so in our prayer meetings, in our worship, in our Sunday mornings, I want to encourage us that those who speak in tongues, that we start activating it and using it more around other believers. That we cut the fear that I sound weird. My accent is already weird enough. That's fine. But the gift of tongues is another one. And we're going to use it and we're going to activate it. And I want people to hear mine again because I want to know what I'm saying. And I want other people to come and interpret it for me. And the only way that's going to happen is if I get out of my bedroom and I pray it in front of people in church. And I use it in prayer meetings. And I use it in life group. The only way I'm going to see people healed is if I pray for them. The gifts of the Spirit are to be used in our day-to-day -day lives. They're there to, for the benefit of us all. When he says to the benefit of us all, he doesn't actually say Christians or non-Christians. He just says to all. Oh, benefit to all, excuse me. It's 
forgot how to breathe. It says, for the benefit of us all. So these are the gifts. And Paul ends like this. He said, remember, it is the same spirit who distributes, activates, and operates these different gifts as he chooses for each believer. You don't have to activate it. You don't have to operate it. You don't have to engage it. He does it all. All you have to do is be willing to receive and see what he wants to do. Holy Spirit distributes, activates, and operates these as he determines. It's his choice. So what we're going to do is we're going to have a time of ministry where I'm going to invite you to stand and we're just going to wait and see what Holy Spirit wants to do and what he wants to give to us. And we're just going to wait and see. We might start feeling like a burning sensation in our hearts when we read through it and we stop at uh, prophecy. We might have a burning sensation in us. If that's you, we're just going to say, Holy Spirit, thank you. I want more. And we're going to go, go through this, through each of the gifts. So I'm going to invite you to stand. And then get into some posture where it's your hands open, your hand on your heart, um, whatever is comfortable for you to receive. We're just going to start by asking, Holy Spirit, would you come? Holy Spirit, would you come? Like what you've done before. We thank you that you've already operated in our lives to know that Jesus is Lord. And Father, we just let go of all past disappointments. Any time that we've been uh, disappointed by you, we, we ask, we just repent of that and let that go. And Holy Spirit, we just ask that you to come again right now. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. Tune in next week for another life-giving message from one of our Vineyard 61 speakers.